0: Welcome to the Pulse of St. Louis. I'm Shirley Washington. Tonight, we take a closer look at the power of literacy and why learning to read is crucial for children to succeed in the classroom and in life. Joining me now, Alex Stalling, she's Community Engagement Manager for Early Childhood Education with the Nine Network of Public Media. Dan Nickerson is principal of Sister Thea Bowman Catholic School in East St. Louis. And Julius Anthony is founder and president of the St. Louis Black Authors of Children's Literature. Thank you all so much for being here. I appreciate it. I'm really excited about the conversation. Julius, let's start with you. Tell me, how did your organization come about and what's its mission? Sure.
1: Our mission essentially is to ensure that all children are confident and competent readers by the end of third grade this actually started as an effort to bring together local authors and to figure out ways to get our books into schools and as we started to do that kind of work we discovered that um, we were uh, interacting with a lot of children that were really struggling with reading. Now, education is my background. I've been in education for 20 plus years. I've taught first grade and been an administrator. And so I know how difficult it could be for certain children in certain communities and how they struggle with reading. Um, I've always devoted my professional time to primarily communities where there were black children um, being educated.
0: And then what did you discover about black children, especially as it relates to reading?
1: Sure. What we discovered is that when black children are introduced to literature with images that look like themselves, they tend to become more alive. They wake up. They become happy. They smile. And they become more connected to wanting to learn how to read. Um, But unfortunately, we don't see a lot of that literature in our schools still today. And you brought some books. Sure. Hold
0: hold a couple of those up for me.
1: So this is a, yeah, this is a very popular one, Ada Twist a scientist. <laughs> and it talks about a little girl who um, is really into science and her family really supports her in that process. And there are lots of little girls out there who like to do science oriented kind of stuff. But if they don't see themselves in those kinds of things in school, then that possibility possibility doesn't seem to exist for them.
0: I think you're absolutely right. Dan, tell me, what do you see in your schools? Because I'm sure when those children pick up, pick up a book, and they see characters and families that look like them. That's inspiring, I would think. I mean, what's yes, your perspective?
2: And part of the issue that we have is that we're not in a culture of reading. And so um, we can do it very academically in the school. We teach them. Um, but what we really have to teach is a love of reading to the students. We want them to be able to go home and pick up a book on their own. Uh, so we're trying to anything that we can with the families and now this wonderful partnership to see if we can get books into the hands so that the students actually will take that and, and take ownership of it. Like Julia said, when they see themselves in that book or in that story, they'll want to keep reading. They'll want to keep reading, and that's on their own versus a homework assignment, which is really important.
0: Now, you had a big event at your school this week. We did. did you unveil the reading resource room? Yes. Tell me about that.
2: So uh, Julius came to me a couple months ago and started telling me about the Believe Project, and uh, right away I said yes. We need to do that at our school. Uh, so what we're doing is converting uh, an old classroom. We're going to transform it actually into a, a Believe reading room. And so it's not a library. We already have that, but a library is an academic place. Everything's in its place on the shelves. In that, so this is more of a place that the students can go, pick up a book use the, the couches, use the bean bags, use the carpet, and just enjoy reading. And, and that's our whole focus is to get them to have that pleasure of reading versus seeing it as something they have to do in school. And
0: you call it the Believe Project?
2: Believe Reading Room.
0: Believe Reading Room, Believe reading Room. Yes. okay. Julius, I know there is a Believe Project, correct? Yes. Okay, hold that thought, okay. I want to come back to that. I want to bring Alex okay, in, I want sure. bring Alex in. Alex, tell me, how did you get involved in all of this? Well, the
3: Nine Network work is to ignite the spirit of possibility in the region. And when
0: Julius presented
3: the opportunity to us, it fits so well with our ready-to-learn work because we are looking for people who see beyond what is and see but what can be. And this is a project about what can be because the potential within the students is there, um, but the regional vision commitment will can sometimes be lacking and this is an opportunity for us to collaborate in that way.
0: And then tell me about some of the other programs that are available through the Nine Network.
3: The Ready to Learn work is pretty expansive. So we actually cover digital literacy, STEM, um, STEAM of course, and the books that Julia shared are actually part of the Ready to Learn sessions. So the students engage in being young scientists, young explorers, young astronauts. And at the end, it always concludes with them sharing a story. That's and, awesome. and not us sharing a story with them. They actually are the readers and presenting the story.
0: Tell me about some of the material you brought with you today.
3: Certainly. So within the service gaps, we know that when there is a gap of one kind, there's a gap of so many kinds. So it's actually layered. So we do know about the digital divide too. And digital literacy is such an ins- essential piece, but sometimes, uh, sometimes tablets technology can be either intimidating for families or lacking in other ways, or perceived as unsafe. Mm-hmm. So the PBS Playtime Pad is one that's a kid-safe tablet, and literacy is the first component of it. So everything that the students can click on over the 145 apps and options within it are all educational and safe and self-guided because mm-hmm. we do know that uh, we know from our sessions and also from research that children want to be the explorers they want to lead their own
0: learning right absolutely mm-hmm. so julius now let's double back and talk <laughs> about the believe is it believe it or
1: believe project the believe project okay tell yep. me about it mm-hmm. um, and so essentially this is an opportunity for lots of Companies and people to come together and just collaborate around all the things that Alex and Dan um, have shared. And so, what we've done, we've brought together good partners. Uh, Scholastic Book Fairs is a partner. Ikea St. Louis is a partner, Nine Network St. Louis, We Stories here in St. Louis is a partner, and Ready Readers. And all of us together will create this wonderful space for children where they can just go and connect with literacy in all kinds of ways, um, through reading books, through technology, through media, and even through arts and crafts. Um, Another part of this project is to give children exposure to authors. A lot of times our kids don't really get to see what an author is. And really in our schools, the author is God. Because all the information <laughs> that you learn comes from what an author has written and put into a book. And so to give them an opportunity to touch, to feel, to talk, to question, to converse with that person that's called an author is, a, for us, we believe, a transformational kind of a, an experience. And so some of our local authors will go into that space and be with those children. They'll all get autographed copies of their books. And then we'll have national authors to come in as well and they will have conversations with the children and give out autographed copies of their books as well. That is awesome. Yeah, so it's just another wonderful way for kids to connect with literacy. So
0: tell me about statistics. What do statistics show about our children when it comes
1: to reading? Sure, so this is what we know in terms of just facts. We know that by the end of third grade, proficient readers tend to do better in school. Uh, The Annie Casey Foundation has done a wealth of research around that. What we also know is that there are 41 school districts within the St. Louis metropolitan area. Out of those 41 districts, and that's including East St. Louis, 11 of them serve at least 25% of black or African-American children. Eight of them primarily serve black children. Um, Out of those eight school districts annually on the state-mandated exams, particularly in reading, 70 to 75% of third graders fail that exam and you know for me as an, educa- as an educator that's unconscionable we've got to do better we've got to do something different what else we know is that um, annually less than six percent of the picture books that are introduced to children have at least one image of a black child in it and then the text that children are typically introduced to in school when they're learning how to read less than six percent of that text tell stories about black children or black families. And so it's a social justice issue as well. It's an equity issue. All children should have an opportunity to be in the learning space where they see themselves in the learning and not essentially be rendered invisible. Right. And so this Believe Project is seeking to change that.
0: Dan, you're doing a great job at your school. You started with many projects, I'm sure, and then most recently with the unveiling of the resource room. What else can be done? To help encourage our children to read and to make sure that they know how to read.
2: I think one of the key things is, is really early, early reading. Um, we encourage our families to be a part of, of reading, even to the younger siblings. Um, I mean, as early as they can get them, right after they're born, even, because when they're hearing the word, they're seeing the pictures, they start to put all that together, they get joy out of it, and, and it's family time in, in reality. Um, if we've missed that we start them off right in kindergarten with with reading we're sending books home books in a bag so that they can go home uh... read the book or get it read to them uh... there's questions in there for the families to ask anything to incorporate that and and we see it as, as contagious uh, i have a little kindergartner ryan we put some free books by the front door i greet the students at the front door every morning he says mister nickerson can i get another book awesome. and i mean it's he started doing that and after a week there were three students asking and then there's five so they they love it and now they see it's a positive thing and that's what we're trying to do is to get them to see it as its again it's not school it's not academic it's it's a story to them it's it's something to share time with others either being read to or reading to others
0: yeah and, and Alex as we know learning to read I mean that is so crucial that's a life skill really when you think about it I mean you have to know how to read
3: absolutely and that and that reading to learn switches so quickly so uh, once once that's in place we know that they're set up for success but that love of reading that's what we're really talking about here that joy and wonder yeah that creativity that can be unleashed when you have a passion for it and you
1: don't feel confined or sometimes judged.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that I want to add in, in, in this conversation is the opportunity to build literacy at home as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. So we're not just building literacy at school, we're building literacy at home. And I'm, I'm going to steal some of Alex thunder. Uh-oh, uh-oh, <laughs> uh-oh. Alex, watch one, out. <laughs> one of the great things about the Ready to Learn program is that every child that participates in that program at school, at the end of the program, they will all get a safe tablet to take home with them. Nice. Yeah, that's incredible. Nice, And so kids get to continue the literacy experience there. And then every family that participate get a free PBS Kids Fire Stick. So they can download all of the PBS educational programming at home and get experiences with that as well. So for us, literacy should be a 24 hour kind of something for children to participate in and then parents can join in the fun as well.
0: Absolutely, and Dan, we know summer is about to start. We have to make sure our children continue to read over yes. summer. Mm-hmm. What do we do to make sure they're doing that?
2: Well, we run uh, actually a three-week summer session, and we have over two-thirds of our students actually come to it. Not because they have to, but uh, they enjoy being a part of it. Um, but we also send home uh, reading for them. So, we send home books for them to do. We're very blessed. We we get a lot of donations of little readers, Um, and so we package them up in in bags and send them home uh, for them to actually take home and and read over the summer, too.
0: Well, I think that's awesome. I think it's awesome what you're doing. Congratulations on your project, Julius. I think it's fantastic. Alex, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Thank Thank you. you. And when we come back, we're going to learn what local organizations are doing to help those who have differing abilities secure jobs. Stay with us. Back in a moment.
3: To hear more, listen to the podcast. Just search for The Pulse of St. Louis.
0: Welcome back. We want to talk about hiring people with differing abilities. You know, businesses and nonprofits in the metro area are working to ensure people have the support they need to secure job opportunities and more. Joining me now, Karen Copeland. She is founder of Sammy Soap. And Charlotte Hammond, President and CEO of Challenge Unlimited. Thank you both so much for being here. I don't know which one of you to start with first because you both have such great information. But Karen, I'm going to start with you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to start with you. Tell me about Sammy Soap and how it came about.
4: Sammy Soap is a for-profit business in Kirkwood. We are a soap store and a soap factory. And really, it's just a, a mother of invention story. My son, Sam who happens to have mental retardation as an attribute, graduated from high school to an Alzheimer's that unit full-time. You know, so- and after three weeks, he was bored to death and begged me um, not to go, and I went into panic mode and s- spent the summer walking and thinking and trying to figure out what I was going to do and how I was going to do it. and. Uh, to find a place for him and to find safety for me because I would have had to quit my job and go on the dole. I didn't know what to do. So, and then I came up with a soap idea.
0: And then how did you come up with the idea to start a business making soap and have a factory? I mean, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah, well, it's
4: really an interesting business. It's something that everybody uses every day Mm -hmm. and nobody knows anything about it, which is crazy. So more toxins are consumed through skin than through mouth, and yet nobody knows that. Most people don't recognize that. And even doctors are, aren't talking about 100% all natural. So the, the ingredients that we use in all of our products are plant-based, They're one, it's 100% plant. It, our ingredients are made of the same vitamins, minerals, and amino acids as we are. And our body has the enzymes to break them down and use them like food. So the, long, the, long, the short story is that my cousin had made some soap for me the previous Christmas with her church group. She gave me the soap. I'd bought soap by the six-pack and raised my kids. I never thought a thing about soap. But as I was using the soap that winter, I thought, you know, this is the best soap I've ever used. You, you can instantly tell a difference and you feel better. And all the itching and the cracking, it all goes away. The lotion aisle, it goes away. It's not normal. Who knew? So we're washing ourselves with detergent, and then we wonder why we have sensitive skin, sensitive skin, or dry skin. It's because we're irritating our skin with ingredients that have been outlawed all over the rest of the world.
0: And Sammy works at Sammy Soap. Yeah,
4: yeah. And you know, because I thought, well, if I'm going to do it for one, I'll do it for you know as many as I can. So the whole idea is that we have a factory, and we're making soap and related products. Once you have the pantry, you can make a whole bunch of stuff. And we're wrapping all these products and um, so that's what we've decided to do we to hire adults with intellectual developmental disabilities
0: mm-hmm. So, Charlotte fill me in tell me about your organization because you're doing what Karen is doing yes we are uh, on, a uh, <laughs> on a massive scale
5: on a massive scale challenge has been around since 1959 uh, we serve individuals with uh, intellectual and developmental disability indiv- individuals that's considered significant significantly disabled. Um, So we actually hire uh, those individuals to work for us. So we have uh, what we call facility management contracts, uh, where we provide custodial, groundskeeping, uh, commissary, food service, but we hire people with significant disability to perform that work. So- Such as what? Such as um, being custodians, being groundskeepers. Uh, We're in five states. So we're in South Carolina, we're in Ohio, we're in Wisconsin. We're in Missouri, and Illinois, so we have a huge presence at Scott Air Force Base where we provide all the custodial work for the base, all the groundskeeping, and so those individuals have typically never had a what we call a full-time regular job. So this gives them an opportunity to gain a skill and to gain great wages. Uh, we, we pay living wages on most of our contracts, so these individuals are now able to go out and potentially buy a car potentially live on their own, uh, that parents thought they would never be able to do, so we're so proud that we're a part of that.
0: And then how many clients do you have?
5: Uh, that work for us is yes. about 600. That's a lot. That's a lot of individuals to keep up with, yes. Yes, yes absolutely. So, so I'm
0: sure they bring a lot of
5: value to the workplace.
0: Absolutely. Talk about
5: that. Well, I tell you what, um, we, um, we, you know, it's all of our employees, so it's not the individuals with disability versus those who are non-disabled uh... they give feedback we send out surveys where what can we do better so we get that input um, the, the um what i call the uh... the soft side or the soft skills that people bring that uh, some of our customers say if you ever replace that person you can forget this contract <laughs> so and and i'm just telling you because of again when they walk past uh... people that they see every day just the smile and how's your day um, just, again, things that make you feel warm and fuzzy inside sometimes that people just don't get, and you just walk past people and you just don't realize uh, what kind of difference you can make. Right. And so, again, uh, they bring a lot of value and quality to our customer,
0: and so the customers like it. Yeah. And Karen, you know about the value that people bring. Yeah. Talk yeah. a little bit about that and what you see at Sammy Soap. Well,
4: for instance, you know, we had a guy who came in who was a manager of a very busy uh, restaurant in Kirkwood, and he wanted Sam to come in and work there for a couple hours a week because every, you know, in a busy restaurant, they are moving. It's stressful. You know, you're, you know, I don't know if you've ever waited tables. It's hard work. And Sam just calmed everybody down. He just Mm -hmm. took it to a nice... Mm-hmm. great level you know when you have an intellectual developmental disability I can't speak for all there's no broad bunch mm-hmm. there's people there's you know right. people are people but you do ends up with people that are less likely to have agendas mm-hmm. they're not competitive mm-hmm. they, they, they don't evolve the same way we do into the culture they are very kind-hearted and gentle uh, people and they're they're loyal and they're dedicated and they make outstanding employees they're not absent Mm -hmm. Um, they're always in a great mood they're happy to be there and you know when i was raising my son for instance i would say to friends and family you know if you come and you bring sam if you come and get sam and take him out for a hamburger once a year you're going to go right to the top (laughs) so for a minimum input maximum output Mm -hmm. and sam's got people on his phone you know I'm looking over at your meteorologist over there that he shares the weather with so he he (laughs) greets about 15 people every morning and then says goodnight to them every night and he has these fun relationships with people he's a good friend he's a good friend and our customers respond to that it changes an environment Mm -hmm. and it makes the workplace fun and it certainly makes our factory fun so our factory is open to the public when the store is open, the factory is open at all times, except for when our soap maker is off. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know they can come back and see, and they can. So rather than sort of hit people over the head with it, they're just in our factory looking at our product, and they happen to see our guys working.
5: Perfect. And sure, I just want to add that we also place individuals into uh, other employers' work uh, work environments. So I just love, I mean, I just thought of something. Uh, we had an individual that, um, I think to me, had fallen through the cracks. Uh, he was not part of what I call the state system, um, where they were helping to place him maybe in the community. And so uh, we just opened a staffing office uh, in Westport. Oh, recently, that's right. Yes, recently, yes. And so from my understanding, I think it's the first in the area that serves individuals with uh, with disability to place them in temporary employment. And our mission is to convert those individuals to full-time employment at whatever employer we're working with. This gentleman is on the autism spectrum. And so he was not able to find employment, was having some challenges. Uh, We placed him at uh, Worldwide Technology uh, in their warehouse. He was a warehouse associate. He started out at $9 an hour. Uh, There was some uh, maybe challenges, but worldwide, what I loved about it is that um, this was an organization that's a multi-billion dollar company uh, in the community that called us and said, hey, here's some challenges we're having. Uh, we'd like to maybe kind of talk with you. See, we, we like what we have here. Uh, he's very, his name is TJ. TJ's doing a great job, but here's some issues we're having. So we work with Worldwide, we work with TJ. They hired him on after a year. Full time employment went from $9 an hour to $14 an hour. Now he's being trained to. Uh, to um, drive a four-cliff, which means that he'll be making even more money. And we found out from his mom that he's talking about moving out. And again, just that support. And really, I would see, say that um, his self-esteem of having a job, he said, now I'm getting paid when I'm off. I get vacation time. Oh, yes. When I'm off awesome. for the holiday, yes. I get paid. Yes. So and again
0: what he needs to be independent. Absolutely, Awesome. absolutely. Right. Gotta take absolutely. a break, stay with us back in a moment. That's awesome. Campaign. Yes. <music> Welcome back. Charlotte, I understand your organization was recognized recently.
5: Yes, yes, uh, we uh, were recognized by uh, Focus St. Louis uh, under the uh, inclusion uh, category. Uh, And so uh, we were recognized at the uh, Sheldon uh, uh, Concert Hall, uh, May
0: 16th. So we were just, we were really honored about that. Well, congratulations. And Karen, I know you have accolades too.
4: Well, I just always brag about our gift store because uh, we won St. Louis Magazine's Reader's Choice A-List Winner Best Gift Shop in St. Louis in 2016, 2017, and 2018. So it's a really fun store. soap and so much more
0: Mm -hmm. what is your hope for sammy
4: you know i just want sam to have a fun and meaningful life just like any mom for any of their kids and just for each other all the humans walking the planet i mean i just want a fair and equitable life i think that we need to move away from a lot of the helping model that sort of it has latched on to this um community and uh just give them the dignity of of, of pride just like every other group mm-hmm. good point mm-hmm.
0: thank you both so much for coming mm-hmm. in and thank you for what you for the thanks thanks appreciate it thank and you thank you for joining us for the pulse of st louis if you missed any part of the show just go to the itunes or google store and download us we're there i'll see you next time thank you for joining us you guys were great